Welcome to Just Another Side Quest. This is a show where a couple of 30-year-olds discuss current games we're playing, thoughts on various bits of gaming news, and we'll definitely get sidetracked pretty often. We're married, some of us have kids, and a few of us work in the games industry, and a couple of us don't. We keep it casual and try to cover a wide range of games. Tonight, Randall, Aaron, and I will be discussing, you guessed it, more Legends of Runeterra, more Apex, as well as some initial cyberpunk impressions. We also reflect on this last year and talk about some of our favorite games. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Randall. I'm James. And I'm Aaron. And uh, this week we've got a little bit of everything to talk about. But as you are listening, uh, we are coming to a close for the year um, mm-hmm. or starting up 21. A uh, long time coming. Feels like a longest year we've had in quite some time. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully you had a Merry Christmas. Yeah. So we are going to touch on our favorite games that we've played Uh we haven't played everything that's came out this year. So, yeah, we're just going to kind of do a personal greatest hits of 2020. Um, Even but be- if they're not from 2020, right? Yeah. Well, especially if they're not <laughs> from got, like, 2020. Two. Yeah, I've, I've been playing a lot of a lot of old stuff. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only new stuff has been indie titles for me. But um, before we get into that, let's let's go through um, what we've been doing recently kind of do some speed rounds through this because i know aaron uh you you teased our uh our poor listeners last episode uh (laughs) there is an event some events you wanted to talk about in uh your new favorite clicker shop titan what's uh what's going on with that uh so well actually so talking about uh, overall i'm still playing the same three games as last time legends of ruterra egg inc and shop titan still on those Nothing new necessarily with them, but one of the things I did want to eventually touch on, which eventually is now, uh, is that with Shop Titan, I've really enjoyed their event system. It's been ramped up because it's the holiday season and they're doing an event a day right now. But, um, and for those of you who are brand new to the podcast, Shop Titan is a little idle game. You are a shopkeeper. And you're supplying equipment for heroes to go out and do stuff with. So that's what that is. Um, just as the basic premise. It's an iPad game for me, at least. I can't remember what else it's also on. So um, some of the things I, some of the events they have are things like, hey, like the easy ones are that you can collect um, resources faster or get more money for um, selling things or energy and stuff like that. Um, but some of the other events that they have are, hey, if when you're going to go to the, go on, send some people out to get you resources, there is a special like tower that you have to, that you, that takes a lot of uh, discipline from your side. And you only have 24 hours really to get this uh, tower to try and make it all the way up to the top. And if you do, then there's a big reward at the end. And so it's just like, it's fun doing that one. But and the nice thing is that even after that one's gone, what I was noticing earlier on, at least in last time, what I noted is that after a month or two of playing this, I realized it's come back two to three times. So even if I get a couple of the in like the coins that are specific to that event, and I can't spend them once the event's done, I don't have to worry because I just have to wait a couple more weeks, and then I'll be able to spend them and save up for bigger rewards if with 
the same event that comes back around in the future. So I've really appreciated that kind of event system where it's not a brand new event every single time, but instead the events are, they, they recycle them and I'm okay with that because by the time the event comes around. So what, what's the tease? What was the, I think that was, I, I don't think I meant to tease it last news? time. That was, that was <laughs> just that you, it's got just events. that there are events so that they are, they are numerous. I mean, the game, I downloaded it, but I hadn't had a chance to to get into it um, yet. But it was more than more than you had really stated. There's like uh, a character creation and an RPG leveling up system, as well as the shop, and you can go out and fight battles to some extent. Like it seems like a pretty um, pretty good RPG simulator, sort of a, a holistic. Mm-hmm. sort of thing we are definitely centered around the tycoon simulator part but yeah. um there is an rpg uh not just element but lots of elements to it mm-hmm. and it, to address james thing i didn't mean to tease something oh. i just want to remember that i was, <laughs> was like i'm i wrote down a note i want to remember to talk about this okay yeah so and so i wanted to make sure we yeah. we hit that yeah. uh on the next one so um, uh and for, Other than that, you said Rune Terra. You've been you've been playing, and I mm-hmm. and I did promise uh, Rune Terra Corner to help vent the pressures a little bit. Uh, so we got some new decks, some new cards. Yeah, they had a release of they had a new release over the I think about a week ago, um, when as of this recording, and so there's a bunch of new cards. I think it's about forty new cards, twenty something to, like that, twenty or forty. I can't remember 40. the exact number. Um, and they released three new uh, champion level cards with that. Is it three? I think it's You're just three. You're asking me things. I, I haven't looked at it yet. I have not gotten it. Um, but for me, the biggest impact from w- playing these games has actually been from Landmarks. They've released, I, I don't know the exact number, but they released more than I was expecting for Landmarks. And I think there's like two to three new Landmarks. And they some of them are rather ridiculous. But they're also, instead of benefiting just the person who's playing them, they tend to benefit or um, take away from everyone. So one of the landmarks makes it so everyone draws two cards every turn. So both players do. So that could become a good thing or a bad thing, but it will speed up the whole game overall. Um, Another landmark ends up... uh, This one actually only benefits... Actually, what it does is for both people playing... It will turn a random card in your hand, the cost of playing it, down to zero. So, like you pair to that zero. Yeah. So you play that with a deck that's full of a bunch of high cost cards, and suddenly you'll have you'll on turn like five, you'll be able to play a card that should cost eight or nine of your mana, of your energy and resources. It's just like to be able to play that, it can become and suddenly you become a ridiculous early powerhouse. And sometimes it doesn't work out because your cards are only cost two or three mana. It's like, well, why was why does that only go down? And then the enemy. So it's a little bit of a random chance in the way I don't quite like with that particular landmark, at least. So there's some new landmarks. There's a couple new heroes, mm-hmm. but there's been a bunch of uh, new like builds, I guess, for you. So that's what's fun about it. There's been some new builds. I haven't had a lot of time to experiment with the new cards. I've been focusing on the ones that were already existing and mm-hmm. maybe adding one or two cards in that were new. But, but so far you've been having fun with that? I've still been having fun. Yeah, three new champions, 40 plus new cards, 
and uh, all types of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it just expanded an already large, uh, large set, and they seem yeah. to be releasing stuff actually pretty quickly. Yeah, I think I've considering like it's still relatively new yep. to mm-hmm. this year, to this year, and to me as a player. Um, what I realize is that they're on, I think, a two month cycle. Oh, for which is it's about what card games are like yeah. magic i think is on a couple month cycle mm-hmm. before they release new stuff and yeah. ma- which makes sense i'm just clarifying that now because i wasn't aware because i didn't play card games before this one mm. yeah you gotta like inf- inject that new content mm-hmm. at a really rapid pace for games like this mm-hmm. to keep people i've i've been enjoying the uh the game still with the with the standard stuff i've been yeah yeah. Um, I've been actually grinding against the AI um, because when you play against the AI, you can choose the same deck, but it will alternate, you know, what deck you play against. So it's helping me get a good feel for one deck that I have while playing against different types, learning what, it, you know, yeah, what I'm strong against, what I'm weak against and getting to know other cards and like, oh, I need to attack this one quickly and how to defend against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is just, um, as I would say, it's seat time. You know, it's um, just grinding and actually playing the game and tapping on cards, reading them, and and, and focusing up um, and taking notes and stuff. Really, uh, there's no way to learn but to play the game because it's even if I were to memorize every card, um, knowing how they interact and what's a good synergy and what's lackluster, you can't find out without playing. So I've just been kind of grinding away on my lunch breaks to uh, to get a good grasp on the game, and I feel like I'm actually starting to understand uh, the the meta of how some of these uh, decks are supposed to work. Yeah, I like the uh, AI in this game. It just kind of makes it fun to be able to throw your deck at it a couple times, mm-hmm. fix it, and then go into a real match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta start start low and and work your way up. Um, well, Aaron, if you didn't have anything else, um, I can take this as an opportunity to uh, segue over to something James and I uh, did together. I have one last question um, regarding Runeterra, specifically for you. Yes, did you add Overwhelm to your deck? Uh, I have. I haven't built a deck yet, but mm-hmm. I do have one Overwhelm card. Uh, that comes up in the buff and tough deck okay. uh, that I have, and um, I will I will certainly look it up because um, just getting a big bruiser out there mm-hmm. um, is nice. Is there anything other than just um, the fact that they are really cost effective as far as their power and defense? Is there any other special thing that overwhelm does? It's just really nice yeah. to have, particularly when the, like, if you both of your, uh, like, hands, or not hands, um, your boards are full all the way across in both the, AI, the enemy and you, it means that you're more likely to still get damage through to the Nexus. It's just, like, which is just a nice feature, particularly as you're learning the game. And so, and I remember you describing what your deck was, deck was your favorite last time, and I was like, I think overall would suit that well. Yeah, there's there's three in my deck. Um, one is the Alpha Wild Claw, uh, mm-hmm. which is a six cost and a seven attack, six defense. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then after that, I've been trying to use it, but it hasn't really come up because I don't, I'm very defensive of my cards. There's the, they who endure overwhelm card, uh, which is a seven cost, but only a one, one, but when summoned, uh, it gets a plus one attack and plus one defense for each ally that has died. Right. Which is a good overwhelm card if you've had a really bad run of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm with the buff and tough, I'm very, I, I don't feel like it fits other than like as a Hail Mary because the idea is to keep everyone alive yeah. with this deck. But that might work better for a burn deck like James's um, if, I've, if I've got a handle on that because he goes through allies and cards pretty quickly so something like that could uh could get boosted pretty quick or, i would think or even the shadow isle um decks because their characters get buffed based off of dying that's the fun of the game yeah the other other one the other one than that is uh uh trindamir the the uh, i believe that's a champion card mm-hmm. yeah it um is. and he levels up when he dies and stuff and he's but he's a uh, eight cost so I don't get to him very often, yeah. but I did win a game the other day by 36 points. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's always fun when I have a full, a full hand on like the 10th round and they have nothing. And I'm like, well, we're just going to wipe the floor then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's your only question, then uh, yeah, James and I uh, got a chance to play Apex Cross Platform. I got him in. You got me. You're talking about it on this stupid podcast just to. No. That was the purpose. This podcast is here just to get Randy to play. Yep. And now we've done it and we're shutting down. It was a good year. Thanks for sticking around, but we're done. Nope. Uh, Bye, guys. See you later. Later. Not really. Later, gamers. (laughs) Oh. Later. I think I caused him pain every time. So we played Apex, and we we played the first round in duos, but the problem is I was at level one, and you were at level 408. Uh, 400 right now. Yeah. This so, game has a big uh, problem, and that is <laughs> it's very hard to play with someone who's on a fresh account. Yeah, just- so I got I got destroyed, but, you know, it gave me a chance to kind of get around the map and look around, yeah. and... Um, I was alive for three or four seconds um, from when we saw our first enemy, so that was that was better than expected. Uh, I got a shot off. Yeah, hey, it's better yeah. than none. Better bang, than bang. none. And so we, at that point, got lucky, and one of our uh, mutual friends uh, was able to get on, and we played uh, the train game. Yes, which is a big reason I would push for people to try the game out while the train game is around because it's more forgiving. I I would agree with that. Um, As of this uh, releasing, uh, if you're not listening to this right as it comes out, it may be gone. Um, But keep an eye out and an ear out for if this this game mode comes back, because it really is good for someone like me to get into the game a little bit. Because like I said, we played duos, and I got got waxed real quick. But... um, in train game, I, it felt more like what I was used to. So it's a really good gateway into um, into playing Apex. And uh, so there's three teams of three, and you know I like that um, 
where it's it's you know it's not just one versus the other so you have to consider you know do you let them get on the train fast then they become the bait for the other team to go after and then you come in and strike them all down or or what which because again it's kind of a king of the hill right yeah, sort of a note. thing ultimately it's a king of the hill where the hill is a train that moves from station to station yes so, yeah. and kind of a kind of a circle um but yeah that was that was pretty cool and we uh we did not we i think got last on our first game but then we won our second round that we went out um and so yeah. that that felt really good to uh to get a win that early uh, especially in you know what's usually a battle royale it'll be you know weeks before you get a, a first, first place win. yeah as a legitimate yeah. win maybe or without like a f- just being carried <laughs> i said you know watching them play while you were you're dead yeah and i put out some decent yeah, exactly. damage the the after action report shows you know how well you did and i did better at the you know opening couple rounds and then my my performance kind of decreased um in the one that we were victorious in but i still felt like i contributed enough um kind of i decided i'd hunker down and kind of cover one side of the train as a support and we were the key is communication so this is train game you really need to be with non-randos uh with mics uh prop proper um communication was the only thing that made it doable for me yeah i i like the um the train game does a great job well first off of capturing a bit of the apex firefights because you're usually in every fight worried about some other team rolling up on you on the main map for the the battle royale so that dynamic stays which is great so it makes it very interesting on kind of this three-way tug of war of where people are applying focus and making sure you're never overexposing to what could be a third party whenever you're trying to take down somebody otherwise it could mean you and your opponent both die to the third party and what's nice is you're on like a respawn loop so you're you'll die and then you'll respawn and do the same fight again and it gives you gun loadouts and the map is only four train stopping points so within one game you can kind of have all of the locations memorized pretty well and in the main mode man coming into that fresh it's really tough because you have two huge maps that are essentially each of those maps are the size of maybe 10 like deathmatch maps in other games maybe even like 15 like they have all these different zones it's such a pain to learn the gunplay learn the guns and learn the map all at the same time um so it's excellent it's a good way of going are you going to like the gunplay here's just the gunplay if you do like it then it might be worth the hundred hours that it takes to kind of get into the game or you know kind of get up to speed and play it competently but if not, you can just bounce off of it immediately. Otherwise, you're you're gonna drop. You're gonna instantly die in your first fight. Not really know what happened. Go back to the beginning of the game. Redrop into a new game. Die, but maybe five seconds later. Yeah, you have to really want to play the game that way. This yeah. was this was a lot easier to get into. And this um, is what got me into it. Ultimately, if this mode didn't exist last Christmas, I don't think I would have gotten into the game because it's just a very large amount of time is required of you to even learn if you like the gunplay 
in the regular mode. I, which is I agree uh, wholeheartedly. Um, and uh, to, to move on, maybe it's just me who sucks at games because I finally uh, booted up squadrons. Um, the B-Wing update came in, so there's new bomber for, for both factions, including the uh, crowd favorite B-Wing for uh, oh, the Republic. I got to get this. Um, I love yeah, B-Wing. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Is a lot of people have actually bought the game because there's now a B wing. Which, oh my goodness, uh, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> it's very different than the Y wing. Uh, I haven't got a chance yeah. to play with the Empire much. I'm just trying to get get good, as they say. Uh, so I'm focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, because right now I suck. I just straight up. There's there's no way around it. Um, I've played three rounds and I have a negative kill death um i don't know if it's the lack of hotas or if you know i jumped right into online after not playing for a month yeah uh, since you don't have the, uh, they, the stick and like the flight control stuff are you playing on yeah a controller yeah i'm still playing on the controller okay. um yeah. when the hotas becomes financially viable again uh right. when the scalpers are all done with their thing um I'll, I'll pick one up, but Aaron. you know I'm not going to pay three hundred dollars for an eighty nine dollar piece. Getting but it's still a, a fun game. The update's very good. Um, you can get it on sale for like under twenty bucks quite often now. Um, I'm still yeah. don't regret paying full boat. Um, it's going to be on my list of of the year games. Huh. Um, wow. Just just yeah. because I had fun with it. Um, but that's really all I've been doing, um, trying to, trying to move to the other stuff. So, uh, James, what have you also, uh, been up to, if anything? Oh boy. Apex Legends. No, uh, real quick note on that. It's been like looking back at this year, especially this year where I'm not seeing like anybody, um, that and a couple other games have been really awesome at just facilitating communication and like relationship upkeep, at least for me in particular. Um, and so obviously probably for people listening to this, like I would encourage finding shareable games with others and trying to get like, a you know, once a month or some sort of routine where you're able to meet virtually in some sort of game, play a couple rounds. Um, but in between when you're in the lobby, you know, when you're, loading into something just a few couple questions have been a huge amount like it's gone a long way communication wise and me keeping up with my friends um so i've been just really pleased with the fact that a pile of my friends all are still playing games and, and getting on weekly for that um so it's been awesome i just i can continually know what they're up to i know what's going on in their life um despite not being able to see them in any sort of real way yeah it's an important tool um in your in your tool belt nowadays uh because because it is hard to keep in touch with people just to begin with you know yeah last year you we we could have said you know there's a lot of people we don't keep in touch with but especially this year with uh you know complications as they are um it's just that much more difficult to keep in touch with even people that you were in touch with so you know finding ways around um you know this show itself is something for you know for us and something that people could do, but video games are, you can, it's kind of an excuse 
that you can use. Well, I'm going to go play a game, you know, to, to relax from work or, you know, this or that, but you could also help fill that, that human need for, for contact, uh, but, you know, at a safe, at a safe level, uh, mentally and, and physically for, for everyone. So definitely find something, um, even like even moving, even moving out, you know, yeah, it doesn't have to be a, a shooter. There's lots of, uh, lots of things like the moving out game from team 17 yeah. that you can just do. You can do uh, Minecraft is still, you know, a great option for people that don't have a, a super fast computer and want to do, want to do something yeah. with people. Yeah. And like, uh, among us on your phone, mm-hmm. but it's also, I mean, we've seen a big upsurge in, in people playing games online. I, among uh, us, I, I did pick that up on, I have it on four systems currently. (laughs) It was so easy. It was fun. I made a lobby with my phone, my computer, my Xbox, uh, and my Switch. Playing all of them. All in the same lobby all at once. I'm like, one more person, I could play this against myself. That's hilarious. You just kill yourself and then blame yourself? That's fair. Uh, That's that's my normal day anyway, so. Yeah, that seems pretty accurate. But yeah, um... Other things that I have been playing, other than Apex, um, mainly include, like, that's just, it's been more this year than usual, probably, and that's because I've been trying to get online and check in with friends, um, so that's why it's been largely, like, the main thing I've been playing. Um, currently, though, the other thing I am playing is Cyberpunk, and I'm... What are you playing it on? Because this is kind of important. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the PS4 Pro... I don't even want to put it in the PS4. Though, uh, I think they just released an update that kind of patches a little bit of the worst of it. Um, I don't know. It's fairly accurate, what you've probably seen and heard online. It's very buggy. um, And buggy in some weird ways that aren't exactly bug bugs. um, Today I saw an an image of a man who was decapitated, but his eyebrows were still there. Uh, yeah, that's that's a straight bug. There, there's lots of like little bugs like that. Lots of weird little things. Um, the worst offenders are stuff like LODs, just the far distance LODs, like staying loaded in way too long, and they, like it's not loading the higher textures. Um, and I think we we talked about those when we were talking about why it was delayed, and it kind of sounds like um, credit where credit's due. Seems like uh, you two were pretty on with <laughs> your guessing. with your guesses of why it was being delayed yeah it's that old uh, old, old consoles yeah just the old tech um not being not being appropriate should they have just not not done the you know i, I don't want to make an hour-long diatribe of this but should they have just not released on those systems or or um done like a delay just for the older systems or I mean, was there no way out of this well, looking at the backlash, yeah. I mean, they probably should have done anything else. Um, could they, though? This is where the really, like, I can feel for, I, I can actually understand to some degree at the top level when they're being told, like, this thing barely runs on old consoles. Their window to sell to old consoles is kind of the next, what, six months before it really, like, your game is starting to go out the door to some degree. Like, I guess you can continue to ship a game on old consoles, but 
we've seen this every other time, like games kind of fizzle out over the next year at even being released on last gen because it's just the marketing isn't the same for them. People want it shiny, new, pushing graphics. Um, so I can see where they were probably in just a really tough spot all around. And that's a snowball, you know, that that tough spot that they're in is usually a bunch of decisions that are being made over and over again. Um, I was actually talking to Danny, who's been on the show, about this because we were discussing, because he's in management, and so this sort of thing is like a pretty standard thing that he has seen happen. But they probably, they hit that first delay. I don't know what would have caused that, but when they first delay and they miss that, like, that first That April deadline. Yeah, and suddenly, like, they're almost to Christmas, I wonder at that point then when they're like, well, if we're coming out right when the new consoles come out, let's try and like really push for new consoles or something. And that decision probably happened like a year and a half, two years ago or something, like when they first, maybe, I mean, maybe not. But I'm wondering if like that ended up kind of shooting them in the foot because now they're so close to the new consoles. They were like, okay, well then let's actually ramp this up for the new systems. And then during that, the old systems just slowly like got bogged down by all the stuff they were trying to like do to make it look as next gen as possible. So maybe that happened, you know, a year and a half ago and then a little snowball started and that one decision of pushing the game out for the delay turned into the big decision of maybe pushing for new consoles more that potentially spilled into a bunch of other little decisions that add up to a really buggy, buggy game. I don't know when they release, though. I don't know if they make more money holding on for another four months just for the last-gen consoles because I don't know how much better they're going to be able to make it look. I mean, I'm sure that they could do another six months of optimization. How much money is it, does that net them? Um, and and they, they already announced that they had made back their production costs, their three or four years of production costs, with pre-orders. Yeah. So... True, and that's but the pre-orders they, they didn't were also need reviews. The, what do they do? Cancel everybody's pre-order or something if they delayed it, like the old version, by six months. Yeah, that's the thing is you would have to you would still have to release the Xbox One and PS4 versions. You would have to release them because you have millions of dollars in pre-orders at that yeah. point. So I don't like it's a really tricky spot that they I'm sure we're in um, with no like perfect choice other than fix the game. Um, but I'm sure that they were just the programming team trying to fix the game. I'm sure was having headaches left and right at just trying to solve problems. Um, so no. it's buggy. Uh, playing it is a little messy. I think there's some other issues though that the game has and are kind of more important to think about as far as the decision that they made. The game is not, I know it got some 10 out of 10s, but it's not a 10 out of 10 game. What, what do you think is, is holding it back, if you could put your finger on it? So a lot of this is largely marketing pushing this game as, like, the greatest RPG you'll ever play inside the greatest, like, GTA sandbox that you'll, you know, have ever seen. Visually, it looks great if you look at, like, the, where it's supposed to be when you watch it on next-gen stuff and on PC. Game looks gorgeous. I think that the city design is the best city I've ever seen. It's insane. It actually feels like a real city. Most cities are kind of flat. They just, you know, there's verticality is a really big buzzword in games. Yeah, I saw a lot of parkour going on. And 
the verticality in the city is insane. There's just so many times you get like lost because you can, and the architecture feels like some old building got built somewhere and then they had to like build around that. And then like a road had to cut through some stupid thing at some point. But then because that's where they put the road a hundred years ago, it's stuck there. And so they just kept like updating that road the way it was. So you have stuff like that. Like the roads don't make as much sense. They're like a real city, especially being near Portland where some of the roads are like wonky and all over the place and traffic can be terrible. It's uh, yeah. So, so it feels like it was designed for carriages 300 years ago and then updated <laughs> and updated. It, I don't know how to describe it very well. And that's like the hardest thing to quantify, but when you're walking around somehow the geometry and the level design of the city is probably its greatest strength. You just get lost in what feels like a very realized town overpasses like merge into roads well there's really annoying merging you know lanes that are like shot off because some new part of the district was built way later so they had to add on to a road somewhere stuff like well, that here, here in portland we have uh bridges on freeways that go nowhere <laughs> so that that's a real thing that exists yeah. you know it oh happens. in 1985 they were going to build another bridge over the river here and now it's just always this concrete outcropping that goes nowhere like that's that's a real thing that exists yeah. for them to have done the city planning to put that in is laudable and so and even like it just when you go into a building or go around a bunch of buildings or try to find a shortcut in between some buildings to get to a checkpoint not checkpoint but like an objective marker um it just like it'll be surprising it it's not always just this blocked out the city doesn't seem like it was planned around the player having to traverse it, if that makes sense. It wasn't, let's make this as accessible as possible to the player. The city is there for the player. It's more of, let's make a city and design it so well as a city that's still fun to like kind of play in. But the city like fights you a lot. And if that makes sense, like it's hard to get around. You'll get lost sometimes. And the fact that that city's just like unmovingly not going to cooperate perfectly um, probably makes it the best character in the entire game as far as I'd say the city is the star of the show in Cyberpunk. So that's my glowing right there, A+. Plus, 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. Best level design I've ever seen. As far like It's the coolest open world city you can walk around in. And I love the aesthetic. So like going from like some slums and then walking out and there's these, all these mega buildings that are just gigantic going off into the sky and you've got you know flying cars going around. It's... Very cool. However, um, that's about the only thing in the game that's just an absolute 10 out of 10. The writing is pretty good. Um, probably also 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 in places. So the overall story so far. I haven't gotten that far, so we'll see. Um, but the writing is good. And then it starts to fall kind of off a cliff. Gunplay well, is what good. About, what about sound and music? How'd they do on oh, that? I mean, music's phenomenal, though I would admit... Okay. I think it's a little repetitive at the beginning of the game. Like the, the combat loop is short. It's, it's phenomenal though. Music's awesome. Really on point. They have a ton of like in-universe music. They had a lot of artists make songs for the game, which is really cool. So it feels like the radio actually exists and they're like all new songs. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. Just driving around with the radio playing. The uh, sound is really immersive. 
of course. Like, it, it sounds pretty good. Though the sound is not excellent. It's a whole lot of, like, canned ambience. And there's not a lot of talking conversations as you walk by. Like, there's a, there's a lot, but not as many as I was expecting. So I can kind of tell, like, I'll walk into a zone, and you can just kind of hear the ambient background chatter just get turned up. Like, it fires, it starts, and then gets dialed up a little bit. And then it just kind of stays there no matter where I walk around and then dials it down when you leave. So stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Sound of music, 9 out of 10. 10 out of 10 sometimes for the music. Um, sound probably like 7 or 8 out of 10. Gunplay's pretty good. It's kind of like Fallout where you're like, oh, okay, it's serviceable, but it's not... It's not made for this. Yeah, it's, it's new. You're like, okay, clearly this studio is not, you know, they're not id software. They haven't been making shooters for... 20 years or whatever they're not respawn they haven't got like four shooters under their belt before they made apex or whatever um they're like no we're a studio that has not done even first person so here's our attempt and I'd, i think they knocked it out of the park for what they needed to do so it does feel really fun to run around and shoot um combat's cool it's got a couple different elements to it a couple layers of depth um, which gives it some f- little bit of flavor, but nothing to like write home about. It's just not the best combat in the world. The controls are whack, so you have to go in and change your controls around. Um, their sensitivities and stuff are weird as default. And then we get into some of the worst stuff, which is the RPG content. I, so far, do not feel like I've had a whole lot of impact on my character. The choices aren't all that exciting. And they don't feel like I'm trying to roleplay a particular character. And I went in and I tried to make a character in my head that I was going to play. And I haven't had a whole lot of conversation choices that really felt like what I wanted him to say, my character V. Um, So that's been disappointing. Luckily, the writing is good enough to where I'm like, fine. This isn't as much of an RPG as they said it was. I'm really just playing this character that they've written with a couple basic choices so far. I... I think the story later gives you some more choices, but for now, that's that's where we're at. What about mechanically as an RPG? Because that's the, the that's I know the there, part that fell off the cliff. Because I know they're supposed to be like maybe adding a whole nother category, like there's an empty slot or something. So. I don't know why. I don't know aesthetically why there's like an empty slot at the bottom of the the menu for it. I, most of there are some significant build paths that you can go. But there are a lot of like percent based. It's not very impactful build paths. There's not enough variance to where I could see somebody playing through this game like three or four times. I I can't see that. The amount of skills in the trees that are actually like, oh, that looks really good. That aren't just do 20% more damage with blades. I can still non-bladed go in and fight with the blades early game and get a flavor for it and go, cool, okay. This just does more damage later, so it's just exactly what I'm doing early game. Cool. I already like. I don't need to replay the game to discover that that extra twenty percent damage changed the game in any major way. So there's a lot of those that aren't going to make you play the game again for them. But there are a pile of exciting changes. But I can get most of the ones I want. So maybe a second playthrough is it? Just probably not what you want to hear out of an RPG that literally two playthroughs will show you everything in all of the skill trees i'm on my third playthrough of 
Fallout New Vegas, and I still haven't touched 75%, you know, above 75% of the total content. Like there's, there's still more out there. And that's, I know a lot of people that have done, you know, twice that many run throughs uh, and still hear about, oh, I missed that. I missed that, you know? Yeah. And there's something that, like, it's just a lot of percent based increases instead of you gain a new ability or this changes how something in your kit interacts with something else in your kit. There's a little bit of that, but not enough. And so I'm playing with pretty much all the different weaponry. I'm not locked out of stuff, which I applaud them for essentially allowing me to play everything I want, whenever I want, however I want. But that means that their RPG kind of isn't, like it's really more of a a system you're going to see most of, kind of like maybe like God of War or something, where they, they purposely are trying to let you see most of the kit so that you get a taste for everything. So that RPG mechanic is not great. The crafting system in the game is, I think, still busted. Like, the numbers are off. That just doesn't work. So you can't really craft materials or anything. Um, And then again, dialogue choices aren't, so far, strong enough. I'm usually picking between two things that kind of do the same thing. Because V, my character, always is like, got a goal. Like, my goal has already been given to me, at least for now. Maybe later, that's when you start getting to do everything. So it's it's got some issues, I think, under the hood, especially with like the RPG systems and the narrative, like just your ability to control it. Um, that I could see them also being worried about that, you know, on release. How long do we delay this game just to fix all these bugs when potentially I could see higher ups if they were playing it or they're getting feedback or tester feedback or audience feedback on like um, play test sessions where they're trying to get feedback for it. Could get so, them nervous of like, oh, this isn't going to just like, this isn't blowing every other game out of the water with its amazing systems. Oh, it's kind of, oh, there, there's no police system or <laughs> it's a GTA game without like a really viable set of AI controls for how the world reacts to you. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's like a, a really shiny lake, but that lake is a mile wide and about an inch deep at most levels. Hmm. Well, what would you what would you give it if you were an IGN reviewer? What, what let's let's boil this all down yeah. well, with yeah, a lot of place. tens and a lot of fours. Where do you on where the, do you put it on the balance? So I'm playing it like in that middle ground because I'm on a PS4 Pro. I would say on the baseline consoles when it first came out, especially. The frame rate was so low that the combat was unplayable because you're getting like eight frames a second. Eight frames is not enough to play the combat in this game. And it is visually messy. The UI is kind of messy. There's a lot of stuff on screen. Um, So already combat can be kind of just tough to parse through. Add an eight frame cap to your (laughs) your combat. (sighs) Four out of 10, totally deserving on the baseline console. Like I would not recommend this game on current gen. Next gen and PC, that's strong enough. I would probably currently, I haven't only probably a quarter of the way into the game. I'd give it a seven out of 10, I think is what I would sit at. A six or a seven. If you like cyberpunk, like the theme, if you like the setting, 
and you really just kind of like walking around a city even to some degree. You just enjoy doing the narrative and just driving from narrative point to narrative point and enjoy the scenery along the way without getting out to, you know, realize that that scenery is just kind of some set dressing and there's not a lot of depth underneath it. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. That's how I'm, I'm now playing the game. I'm playing it at that level. So I'm at like an eight out of 10. I actually am enjoying myself. Uh, but I, again, I'm ignoring a bunch of the systems. Um, yeah, six out of 10. That's what I'd say. Six or seven. Okay. For well, now. um, no, no. My, I, I don't know. Weird. This one's I don't know very, if... if you like the setting, it's, it goes a long way and you can forgive a ton of its shortcomings. Um, yeah, if you if you want GTA but Blade Runner, that's that's pretty much the game. I would say just Blade uh, Runner because if you want GTA, this game's not it. There's no fun to be had, like running around with doing shenanigans. There's nothing to do, shenanigan wise. Like in GTA, you can like blow up a pile of people, and then the cops start coming, and then you can like have a chase and run away, or you know you can like the systems are stretchy and can actually handle hijinks and this game just doesn't have any of that well i i guess i'll wait for uh my new system and then i'll wait for it to go on sale yeah no Um, that would be i would say for anybody who still hasn't like bought it because i think if you look at the aesthetic and you bought it because you you like how it looks you're probably having fun with it um or you're pissed and are trying to return it i would recommend waiting until they have their first dlc at this point I think that it needs an injection of, of content and some extra systems bulked up um, to really be an eight or nine out of 10 game for like everybody. That, that sounds like a, like a fair assessment uh, based on just what I've seen and heard around yeah, is I think accurate. that the blowback, there's going to be a counter blowback because there always is now. Um, but I really, it, it sounds like on, the newer gen stuff, it is a perfectly serviceable video game. With And yeah. the best part is you can ship a broken game now and fix it. Yeah, so, so now there's hope. Broken games. So, Aaron, if you haven't been watching him, you've probably at least heard him gripe about it. Um, <laughs> do you do you have any thoughts on its its shaky release or um, just what you've what you've seen of it? Most of the stuff about the console stuff and the bugginess, I agree with what James has already said. Like, I can agree with that. Um, I have watched a little bit of it. I don't know if I'm going to play it. Um, specifically because it doesn't look like my aesthetic. Like, I don't... Like, I watched, I've watched Blade Runner. I enjoyed it as a movie. But that's not a world I would want to go and explore and really be... Really get get into and spend time in. And so that's the one that... For, so for this, it's like, if, I, if Blade Runner is like what you would expect, what you would compare it to it's not one i would i'll i'll enjoy watching him play and I'll, I'll probably leave it on the shelf for me yeah just not your not your cup of tea not your uh not no. your flavor I've, that's like one of my favorite aesthetics so this we actually were discussing this the city games that i really enjoy are the ones where i get to go up high um we mm. were talking about like spider-man game that's I, where my brain went. It was well, actually, Spider-Man Two on the PS2. But yeah, like yeah. getting getting up to the the highest peak you can for the first time, and then looking across and going, "Oh no, that one's actually higher!" <laughs> and immediately jumping off and going, "Like, yeah, I agree with that. I love that." And I was thinking about like I've played the, the city games. I was thinking about like what city games have I played? 
are the ones where I can, I'm either building the city because I'm looking up and I'm playing God with it. Um, or it's Spider-Man or prototype, which well, actually those two specific cases, they're both, you both have the ability to swing from building or like, like go super mm-hmm. fast throughout the city. Prototype, a bad fun game. Yes. That's absolutely, I, like, I would never recommend it, but boy, did I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> bad, but fun. Yes. I feel like um, cyberpunk's kind of that for me. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd recommend fun. this to a lot of people, but I, the writing, like the mm-hmm. story being told is kind of interesting so far, even though it is kind of shallow. You know yeah, what? Just, that that is a beautiful segue into our uh, our personal game of the year. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Cyberpunk. <laughs> no, uh, perfect failure. Um, yeah. So for our game of the year, because everyone in the world's doing this, um, of course. Uh, but we haven't played a lot of the uh, 2020 stuff, uh, aside from New Horizons and, uh, of course, Cyberpunk and Last of Us. James did that. Um, we decided we'd just kind of do our personal, whatever we played this year that, that we remember the most. Um, so I, uh, I'm just going to throw it out to whoever, whoever thinks they have, um, you know, let's start the most to say. Okay. I can see your face. You're ready. (laughs) And I know what game was your favorite this year. Which one should, should we, should we, should we both guess and see see if we (laughs) go ahead and guess? I think it's a very old one. I think it's Egg Inc. I think this oh, one she has the most time I into. I think it's Ogre Battle or it's going to be uh, Legends of Runeterra. Those are the two that Aaron has probably gotten the most engrossed in. Well, my if I get a backup, it would be Animal Crossing because she yeah, played a lot of that as well. Yes. So I'll be tell honest. us, are we both wrong? I think you're both wrong. <gasps> what? Um, in terms of the game of the year for 2020 for me, the one that I enjoyed the most and probably put the more, most time into, I would actually say Apex. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, she zagged on you. What? A Ogre Battle around. will be a, a, I w- it's a fan favorite. I will always love that game. I don't know when I will stop loving that game. I will always be able wow. to go back to it. But for the year of 2020, Apex is one that I spent a good four or five months on. Yeah, you I did think. play that a lot. Yeah, I, I played it in for two to three of those months. I played at home five de- like days five of, to six. Yeah, five days. to six days a week to put and putting like one anywhere from like two to five hours into it. Some day, some weekends I put in like all weekend on it. It it was my early summer game, and it came out. It ended up replacing Animal Crossing, which is why Animal Crossing isn't my top one. Um, I actually realized I had to make a choice between the two because I didn't want to do both at the same time. Uh-huh. So, um, but I think Apex beats it out for me. It was also a return to love of console shooters for me. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, right. I do enjoy these type of games. I just have to make sure I spend the time to get good at them. <laughs> uh, and I think Legends of Runeterra, as much as I really enjoy it right now, I think it's a little too fresh it's the game I'm currently playing to really be able to beat out other games. That's fair. So I, yeah, I've gotten really hyped about it, but I think I was far more hyped about apex when I was playing it far more often. I just, yeah, got, you're trying to avoid uh, uh recency bias yes, a little bit, which, which I'm, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and yeah, like, and so, but that's, I think apex is actually where wow. I, 
yeah, I know. It was curveball. Uh, you you weren't so expecting shocked. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. So yeah, you have played a ton of it. Well, you, cool. I know I haven't talked about it in the last couple months, but it's still a good game. I don't deny yep. it. I just realized that I got mean too you tired. Been, yeah. James, are you are you prepared oh, to boy. answer this? Looking back, a couple highlights. Well, they're highlights, but also, again, like not not the biggest highlights. I did enjoy. I'm glad I played The Last of Us Part Two. Um, it's a fairly fun game at times, but... Still kind of left you a little hollow, very, as I remember. Yeah, I mean... It, yeah, my opinion has not changed of it. So it's still, it's definitely been beaten out by a lot of the other games as far as like being a really good um, game this year. But I think actually the game that I was most satisfied playing and probably had the best experience with was uh, Celeste. And I think I played that right at the beginning of the year. I think that's when I did that. So hopefully that one counts. But I would consider that to be the best game that I played this year, even though it came out not this 2017 year. i think yeah it's been out mm-hmm. a while i just i was really surprised i i know it was a very popular game and it had quite the accolades but yeah um, i've listened to a to a step-by-step uh walkthrough of it and it seems really really well put together and really well honed that's um, yes it's and can be impossibly difficult yeah, to if you shine, want and you feel very good getting to the end of that game it's hard but just the right amount. Like, it gets really tough, but very fun. Um, and, of course, I have not done all the B-sides because, or the A-sides because it's get absurdly hard, and they're they're dialed too hard for me. It just gets frustrating. Oh, right. I remember you playing through that one, and that yeah. was... Oh, it was a game. Both no. rough to listen to you play. <laughs> oh, no. And also, like, but you also, like, afterwards were so satisfied oh, every yeah. time you beat a level. I was like, oh my goodness, this is quite the sense of pride and accomplishment right here. Yeah. Like you were very happy when you like beat things because it felt like an accomplishment. It was an yeah, accomplishment, it was not just felt. It was. I'm not a good platformer. But yeah, um, that would be it. That would be my favorite game that I have played this year. Or best game. Maybe not favorite. Favorite might still end up being Apex because <laughs> so many hours. <laughs> short, short of Apex, yeah. it's your, it's yeah, your yeah. favorite. Okay. No, uh, uh, my favorite game actually is still Heroes of Might Magic 3. I played quite a bit of that this year, and that is a very nice fallback game for me. Yeah, that's that's a classic. Um, like I have classics like that that I, I play every year, and I will always continue to play yeah. just because they're, they're fun old games. Um, but kind of you know, avoiding just the fallbacks that I would have to name every year. Um, as far as stuff that I played for the first time this year, um, like Celeste for you. Yeah. Um, man, the honorable mentions are the Star Wars games that I've played, um, Fallen Order and um, and Squadrons. Again, I'm mm-hmm. trying to avoid recency bias, but those were games that I couldn't wait to get home to play. Yeah. Um, and like trying to... Uh, you know, convince my wife to put the kids to bed uh, tonight, just tonight. I swear, just tonight and maybe right, tomorrow right. night and maybe the new one. Just, <laughs> just till I beat this game. It's yeah. short. They say it's short. It'll be fine. Um, fine. We're all fine here. It never worked, but I still found some time to play. And they were, uh, they were, they were really good. Like, again, they weren't um, amazing, like perfectly crafted games, but I, I enjoyed them both very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm playing more squadrons, uh, I think, later tonight. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
and I've enjoyed getting my uh, classic games back out and playing those. Um, um, but it comes down to two indie games for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I played um, uh, Trailmakers is kind of a dream come true. Uh, that is the Lego vehicle game, you know, unofficial oh, yeah. Lego, where you can make the you can make anything. I mean, you can make absolutely anything. Cool. Um, Trailmakers on Steam and Xbox. It's it's wonderful if you like to build things. I wish I was more creative, and that's kind of why it gets beat out by a three to four hour indie game. Uh, not sure if you guys remember this one, but Piku Niku. Right, right, right. I know Piku Niku. I remember you talking about that game. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking it up yeah. right now. <laughs> just just an, ad- an adorable little um, goofy side-scroller. Just just adorable. The uh, like, I don't know if it was a localization or just you know how it was written. It's just charming and uh, unexpected. And wasn't very hard. It's something I can I can get the kids into pretty fast. And for some reason, it's just the one that keeps popping into my head. Um, it's like, what did I play this year? And that keeps coming to the forefront. Uh, not So probably not the best game I've played, but in a Mario type of way, it's just, it was well-crafted yeah. and knew its limitations. Because mm-hmm. like, it seems like it's the opposite of Cyberpunk, where Cyberpunk wanted to do so much that they may have, you know, let their eyes outpace their stomach. Um, yeah, and this game, yeah, yeah, this game was it was done. It was finished. It it just it worked and it was fun and it it didn't leave me wanting, you know, like um, Last of Us did for you. This yeah. I I finished it and I'm like I know there's more and I played a little bit of the the new game plus on it, but I don't know. I just left satisfied. Going that was yeah. that was a fun romp. Nice. So that would be that would be my my favorite that just comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I before we move on, I want to mention a runner up for me was Titanfall Two, which is then oh, yes. heavily related to Apex, and I think Apex mm-hmm. wins out on it in terms of how, because I put so much I got a lot of enjoyment out of Apex and being able to there's like a lot of that, but as a one and done game for the campaign of Titanfall. That was an amazing experience for me. I, That's a great ten hour stretch. That's just—it's so good. Like yeah. it, and, for me, it wore for like the last half hour. I went, okay, it's time for this to be done, and it and, and it did abruptly end at that point. Mm-hmm. So, like the ending was a little bit—it wasn't rough at all. Like it was still a clean experience. It what it did feel like it mm-hmm. went on a little long. But but not but, but, like would you agree about a half hour too long like not super long yeah it's like fifteen to fifty minutes or thirty minutes longer than maybe it sh- maybe it needed to but yeah. it was still good one of my favorite there is a favorite level in there that I think I will remember and what which which one we can go ahead and dive in which which one is it <laughs> it's the one where you're going back and forth in time I oh was, yes. Spoilers. Oh, that's is like we it's it the last time I think when we oh, actually talked yeah, about okay. it. I know we talked about uh, it because I finally talked, like played the game. James James did beep it out, but I'm going to make an executive decision that this is by now. You should you should you should have played this game, and it's not a huge spoiler. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I think I did, 
beep you out on the last uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not exactly red rum, so it's it's um I don't I, I think it's an acceptable yeah. Yeah. one. So that was my um, favorite level, and I will take that as um both a gamer and a d- game design like designer and remember that that experience and I think that I will try and recreate that kind of, maybe not re- exactly, but like but that was like just cool. A, like a wow. It's a wow moment for yeah. me in that in terms of how that wanted that left me wanting more in a good way. Not in a that, Last that, of Us way, but in a this is just bagging on you because <laughs> you, you want more. I wanted to be over halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I um, so I want more from that specific mechanic and I loved it. And then as a game and like the story that was told, I also enjoyed that a lot. And so and the more I talk about it. Give us a it, wall run really, in Apex. Please, please I, do this. No, I'm all right without it. I'm okay without it in Apex. I don't think it needs to be there. I and honestly, they teased the, they did do the wall run. Actually, it is in the game for the uh, couple of the events, but yeah, it was. I would a, prefer. I I don't think the wall run. They kept it in as an event specific, yeah. um, mechanic. That's that's the right way to do that. Then, yeah. as a just a, a callback every once yeah. in a while. I don't think that there are two three maps. Are gonna yeah, their maps well aren't going to be set running. up for it. They they have to, maybe if they introduce a new map that they can put wall running on. But anyway, cool. So those are your lists. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, now I'm wondering if maybe it should have been my year, my game of the year, but probably not. I think Apex still beats it out. This is a long form podcast format here. I can't decide. So I don't think you have to. <laughs> we're, are are <laughs> we writing it down anyway? I don't think so. So we're fine. No, it's, no. This is this is uh, completely stuff a score in here. Mainly we're here there's, to discuss it. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing we have left to do uh, before thing. we call yes. it 2020. Um, we have fun writing down uh, just f- entertaining out of context things that we hear and putting them in as the as the show titles. Um, it's something that uh, I stole directly from uh, a number of other shows that that do it. It's you know, it's a classic um, thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's well trodden territory, but it's something that I always enjoy um, kind of listening for through episodes. So uh, we decided we would go back through our um, our past episodes and uh, try and see if we can pick a title of the year. Yeah. Uh, do you I guys have my, any nominations? I would like to nominate our episode fifteen title. Swoat Simulator. <laughs> that, one, that one was that one was really good. It that was. one's hard to hard to beat. That one. Um, uh, Aaron, do you have a uh, Randy? You're uh, going possible? first. I've gone first every single time. This this game is. <laughs> I already went first. Well, so second. You you you'd be second, but I I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and take it. Oh, uh, oh my goodness. I'm okay. I'm gonna say episode four, an early one. Uh, you could ride a llama. Mm. Um, that that was uh, referring back to apparently there were llamas at GDC conventions that you could actually ride on. Um, it was referenced to early is, Fortnite. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now you can't get out of it. Uh, you have delayed as much as you can. Uh, what would be your your nomination? I think I'm tied between episode 13 and episode 14. And I'm mm, going. No ties. With, okay. I'm going with 14. <laughs> Getting rid of legs isn't enough. 
And for yep. me, yep. It's, oh yeah, I remember what that was about. And and it's a reference to I can't remember what the game is. It's called. the spider that grounded. you can slowly and, yeah, yeah. turn into a The game ball. was grounded. Yes, the game's called grounded. You could and in the game you can. There's an arachnophobia meter. Yeah, the they treated the, uh, the spiders with a way that so people who are scared of them, they they can reduce that. And I love that, even though I personally don't have arachnophobia. I love the concept of it. And here, I remember, and that title brings me back to your guys' conversation oh, about yeah. it because you two, I think, do have at least some arachnophobia. Yeah, I hate Not it. a fan. And just, I loved that that moment. <laughs> so the title brings me back to that moment. And again, just the game rid of the legs wasn't enough. It's and just I just, not I love enough, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta turn it into a ball. <laughs> So I, I, I do I do have to ask episode 13 was squeezed out like toothpaste. What was that in reference to? That was talking about uh, the plot plot of games. I can't remember which game if it was a specific game, but we we're talking about how like the game experience like going straight forward or something like that. It was you just got fed the I think it, we might have been I think talking about Halo maybe possibly that that's that's a good chance because we did talk about it yeah, on that episode and just the difference because the new one's more open world and i'm like i liked old halo having me oh yeah out like toothpaste mm-hmm. or like the call of duty campaigns mm-hmm. like i enjoy just the turn your brain off mindlessly run forward and shoot stuff and have explosions happen left and right and all over the place with the stakes being way too high yes that's a good one that's a good one you can understand why it it's my runner-up so, yeah. which one of these yeah. are we doing a part two of as our name for this episode? If, if, I had to, if I had to put a vote in, um, I would probably vote for Swote Simulator, um, which feels weird because I think I might have said it, but yeah. <laughs> um, it was at least a game I brought, so it feels weird, but I, I do think that's uh, the most um, random of the... Uh, of the uh, things we have. I mean, I think that you're right. Spot Simulator wins it. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I went first and stole what might be the best one. So Spot Simulator 2, Electric uh, Swoogaloo. That, is that our episode Swoogaloo? title? Where, where, where's the Swoogaloo referencing? <laughs> Swoogaloo? It's just, it's got to be a second, second one. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. We'll 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 workshop it and we'll 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 figure it out. But um, quite the year. yeah, that was that was I think the the funniest title of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, another year gone. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, this has been fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, another year, and we're gonna try and line up more guests also because that's fun when we have other people yeah, on too. Expand it out a little um, bit. Yeah, longer. folks have been busy, which is good. It's good to be busy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're we got a few people. I got a couple people uh, uh, that have been asking uh, about the schedule. So I'll uh, I'll see who we can get in on here. And until that um, until that time comes, we'll just uh, we'll keep doing this thing, huh, guys? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Something like yeah. that. All right. Well, I won't keep any of you any longer. No. Um, I mean, people got like New Year's parties to get to at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's right. everyone uh, was sitting at their computers waiting, and they're like, "We'll go," but the episode hasn't dropped yet. Once we finish the episode, <laughs> we're gonna hold them. Then we're we'll go. Hostage now. Maybe they're listening to it on the way to the New Year's party. 
And now they're in the car. And now they're yeah. They're sitting in the cars, so still so idling. Funny. They're like, get on with it. Or they're pretending to go to the nearest parties because because COVID. Yeah, it's a Zoom yeah. party. Zoom party. And they, they hey guys, could be at the pizza is, then. <laughs> is this the further ado that I've been going without all year? When I say without further ado, is this the further ado? Maybe. Are we doing it now? <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Okay. Well, without any further further ado, uh, thank no, you for listening to more ado. More ado? No, I'm just kidding. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I Take do have away, I do Randy. have my idea for our, our title now. Oh, you do? Yes. Let's let's drop it. They've known for the last hour that they've been listening, but I haven't. Um. Okay. So we we were thinking Swoat Simulator, a uh, Return of the Swigaloo. No, it's Swoat Simulator Ele- Two, Electric Swigaloo. Well, okay. Swoat Simulator 2, Return of the Bet. <laughs> how, do, how do you spell? <laughs> I think with a couple I, A's, yeah. capital and lowercase. And, and I jumble. just don't know how to put it in the show notes. <laughs> well, that's my suggestion. Well, I'm looking forward to the uh, the episode airing. That way I can see how it's spelled. Is that how time works? That is how time works. Yes. That's how time works. Um, speaking of time, Thank you very much. The show, you know all the things. It's in the description. Write us, tell us hello, and um, we'll or that our we'll keep doing suck. this. And then we're terrible. Mm-hmm. No, please don't keep that to <laughs> We're fr- we're fragile people. Uh, thank you all very much. Uh, good night. Good night. Later. Later, gamers. Later.